It's time for Cyclone Insider. From the Des Moines Register and 1460 KXNO, Des Moines Sports Station. Tuesday with the Sick Williams means you Cyclone suckers get me for the last 45 minutes. Randy. We'll help you. We will help you through this. Help isn't even the right word because help would imply that I'll carry some water on this. And I, I, I don't think I'll be doing much of this. I'll, I'll put it on a tee for you and Jared. How's there that you work? go. Randy Peterson, my buddy from the Des Moines Register. Jared Stansbury is sticking around from Cyclone Fanatic to, uh, to help us through Cyclone Insider as uh, we take you up to 645 this evening. Uh, so... Where should we start here, Jared? We've got a couple of things. You guys have uh, some new football coaches. There's been some moves there. But is this Jacoby Long transfer the place we should start to try to figure out what this means? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a okay. pretty good place to start since it happened today. Pete, what uh, Jacoby Long it transfers away from the Cyclones. That was announced uh, earlier this, yeah, this morning. Yeah, I this think. morning. What does this mean for the Cyclone basketball team? Well, first of all, I What's thought it mean was What's it mean for Jacoby yeah. Long? It would have been a surprise to me if he... If, I'm sure Jared too. If he wouldn't have, if he wouldn't have left, I think I, you know, a lot of people thought, including me, thought he was going to leave. Would have left after last year. With the guys coming in, there's just no place for him. I mean, I'm guessing that that Coach Palm said you can stay if you want to, but but you averaged whatever it was nine minutes this year. You you're not going to get half of that mm-hmm. next year. So because um, they've got some studs coming yeah, in, yeah, um, coming in from the high school recruits plus off. From the the sit out guys, um, Shayak and Jacobson. So there's no place for him. Um, he was a troublemaker. He was a good guy. He's a good citizen. Um, this is time to move on and play. You know, he came to Iowa State to play basketball, and 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 that's that's his deal. And and I'm sure Coach Prom and the staff will help finding a place to to go. So what's it mean for Iowa State? It means they've got a scholarship open. Um, he's not going to recruit another grad transfer unless DeAndre Kane shows up. Yeah. Um, that's done. That that experiment, at least for Steve Prom and Iowa State, is over. Okay. Um, I think there's a Montana State kid that's kind of thinking about it. I guess I um, can't imagine. I, hear. I can't imagine it's off the board. Tyler for, Hall, okay. um, good shooter, spot up shooter. I think it would take a pretty slam dunk type situation. It, yeah. yeah, and that's yeah. what I was saying. Was missing this by, year too. That's a what shooter. you mean by a DeAndre Kane? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's what I mean. He's a, he's he's a shooter. Um, somebody mentioned today that he might be thinking about about transferring and he's he'll be a grad transfer he's a shooter he's six five donovan jackson can't get his own shot but he's a spot-up guy whatever um tyler harris is is the guy that that i was walking over to um the hy this morning from the office and somebody a couple people asked me tyler harris this tyler harris that mm-hmm. you know and and I'm, I'm nice to everybody that i come in contact with well <laughs> it's my east side fetching up <laughs> you know um but uh i politely said Hell no, that ain't happening. Um, that 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 ship left. Um, um, Tubby Smith is sounds like he's going to lose his job at Memphis. Um, Anthony Hardaway is going to become the coach. You would know him as Penny, <laughs> Jared. That's how anybody would know. Him. No, and, I know him as Anthony, <laughs> and therefore Tyler Harris will be, I'm guessing, um, going to going to Memphis. Jared, okay. what do you think? And by the way, Jared, another thing they teach you at East High is how to very politely tell people hell no. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, see we Southwest Iowa, nice. We don't ever say that to anybody. Oh, we would you just guys, we would just lie right to their face. Guns in the back of your truck. We would just lie right to their face and say, "Oh yeah, Tyler Harris yeah, is definitely sh- coming." Well, you know, if, yeah, or shoot him or shoot us. If you, <laughs> uh, no, you but you agree with all that that yeah, you said though. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think uh the one the one of the things that really always struck me about Jacoby Long, and this goes back even to when I interviewed him as a high school kid, 
uh, you know, when he was coming into the program, he talked about how much he loved playing defense. And I, and he was a, a kid that in high school, there's the video of him going back and forth with Malik Monk, just talked about him with, with Reed, where, you know, they were just, you could clearly see that they were two of the better players in the state of Oklahoma. I think actually Malik was from Arkansas, but they were played in a high school game for some reason. And they went back and forth this entire game. And the offensive potential that he showed at times in high school just never really, it, it never really matriculated at the, at the college level. And we've talked so much about his jump shot that it looks like you held the button too long playing 2K. I mean, he shoots yeah. it on the way down. And I don't know if that's something that happened with his shoulder. He had to have that surgery in the offseason uh, last year. But he, the kind of player that he is was just never going to fit on this Iowa State team. And if it didn't fit on this last year's Iowa State team, I wrote Certainly yesterday. Certainly wouldn't yeah, next year. Yeah, and yeah. I wrote yesterday for Cyclone Fanatic about how Zoran Talley, his role is in question. He was a guy who was playing really well at the end of the season last year for or for or this season for Iowa State, averaged 10-plus points per game in, in Iowa State's last 10 games. And at the same time, with the guys that they've got coming in, the guys they've got coming back, there's questions about how well he's He's no better than the number seven man in a rotation, seven or eight. Exactly. And he has to do something that's going to set him apart from some of these other guys. And at this point, there's nothing that Jacoby could do without vast, vast improvement in the offseason, like a a leap that we have not seen at Iowa State in, in quite some time from a sophomore to junior year to push himself back into that rotation. I think this is the best thing for everybody. I would not be at shocked at all if he shows up at a place like Tulsa. Or, yeah. We uh, talked about or, that at the end of the season. I yeah, yeah, somewhere in a, a, mid, set, a mid-major type school and goes on to have a nice career. You know, I'm not saying he's going to be Clayton Custard, you know, Missouri Valley Player of the Year or something like that, but he could be a nice player, a, a number two scorer, a number three scorer, and a really good defender at the mid-major level. Where does Jacobson end up next year, do you think? In the rotation? In the rotation. I would not be at all surprised if Michael Jackson, Jacobson is starting at some point who, for our start. Wow. I mean, th- it's tough. That, it, it's, it's, it's really tough to figure out a starting lineup. We had a conversation the other day, uh, Jared, about how a lot of Cyclone fans, they're going to have to have the roster in their hand yeah. next year at games. I mean, there's a lot of new names to know if you haven't been following recruiting and who the red shirts are. I mean, it, it depends on what right. – if you're thinking – you know what's going to be the best for the future of the program moving forward, or what's going to be the best actual players putting them on the court. My starting five is is Lindell, it's Shayok, it's Jacobson, it's Lard, and it's Taylor Horton Tucker. I think that that's your your starting five if you want your five best players on the court to start. You, the and game. you got to have Taylor Horton Tucker. You yeah. got to go with him. I mean, he'll be a freshman and as great as he is right now, and he's becoming legacy status in Chicago as good as. As good as he is now, he'll struggle early in the season, mm-hmm. but you've got to go with him because you've got to keep that Chicago pipeline open. It's the political thing. You play him, Chicago people, you play him and give him a chance to have experience, and people in the Windy City will take notice. But here, here's you've got to keep that pipeline going. Here's the thing I love about this Iowa State basketball team going, roster going into next year so much. They have a bunch of guys that can play a bunch of different positions. And positionless basketball, it's a trendy thing. You know, it's a buzzword. And, I mean, it's going to be real for this next Iowa State basketball team. Lindell Wigginton can play the one. He can play the two. Mariel Shayok can play two, three, four. Taylor Horton Tucker can play the two and the three and the four. Zion Griffin, I think, could play three through five if you really needed him to. Solomon Young can play the four and the five. Michael Jacobson can play the four and the five. Cam Lard is, is pretty set at that five, but if you need him to, to guard a guy out on the perimeter, I wouldn't trust it 
every game, but <laughs> once in a while, I mean, if he can put a little bit more effort in, then yeah. I think that you know we could see him develop into a, a, a better defender than what he was this past year. And then the guys you've got coming off the bench. I mean, Solomon Young can do a bunch of different stuff. Zoran Talley can do a lot of different stuff. If Ter- Terrence Lewis can continue to develop, he can do a lot of different things. And that doesn't even include Nick Weiler-Babb, who showed this year that he can play anywhere from like one through four. Yeah. There's just a bunch of guys on this team who don't have a, de- a defined position, and it creates a lot of different opportunities to put this puzzle in a bunch of different ways for Steve Prohm and this staff coming out of this year where it's like, okay, well, we have to put this guy at this spot because that's the only place where he can make a shot. And you've got Solomon Young and Nick coming off the bench, with I th- which I think that's the way it'll be also. Um, oftentimes, guys who are used to starting, I mean, Solomon's been a two-year starter. Mm-hmm. Nick's been started all year this year. Took one for the team and switched positions. Um, they're both very well liked um, in the in the locker room. Sometimes that could cause disharmony in the in the locker room. It could cause a, a, the locker room to to split. But I don't I don't see that happening because they're two of the most well liked guys on the team. They're good guys. They've not been in a lick of trouble. Mm-hmm. They've got good heads on their shoulder. They're there obviously to play basketball, but they're there also for the good of the team and not themselves. And I honest I know that's a cliche, but. But I really got to know Solomon Young towards the last month of the season when I was, you know, working on the the the, the column about uh, his mom and the cancers. I really got close to him and the family. He's a good guy. That's a good family. He's there for for the obviously trying to get to the next level, but also one um, A is the is the good of the team. And Nick Babb is, will be the same way, assuming Nick comes back healthy. The back thing is is. Um, a pain, you know yeah. that that that's something that may never go away. So I think I agree with you. I agree with you, Jared. That is, that's the starting lineup. And um, you know when you got Tally coming off the bench as well. And um, who's the recruit that everybody loves? Uh, Zion Griffin. Yeah. Or Tyrese. Which one's a point guard? Uh, that's Tyrese Halliburton. Tyrese. I can't yeah. imagine he'll play much next year. You can't I mean, what? I don't think he'll play too Maybe much not. next yeah. year. Halliburton. Yeah. Okay. I see him and Condit being the more right developmental. Guys, I'm not saying they're going to redshirt. With Lindell running the point, yeah. like you said. Yeah, but then, I mean, we didn't even talk about Terrence Lewis. Exactly. If, if he yeah. can continue to improve and uh, and and make his play some defense. get stronger, play some defense, can light, rebound better, on there. and get his shot more consistent, I still think that there's going to be a big role for Terrence Lewis in the future in the, of this Iowa State basketball yeah. program. And you talk about the, the thing with Nick and Salman. What have we been talking about these last two weeks? It's about the buy-in. If these yeah. guys want to be good... And this Hans Brace told me this after the game last Wednesday night. I asked him, you know, what do you see for this program moving forward? And he was like, the the talent that they're going to have on this team next year is unbelievable. He's like, I don't think people even realize it at this point. But if these guys can all buy in, there is no ceiling to what that that roster will be able to do. And if Nick and Solomon can buy in, if Nick can buy in, there's and he can have a good, successful season, there's no reason that he can't still improve his draft prospects. We saw Bryce DeJean Jones mm-hmm. still become a, a draft prospect when he didn't start for portions of the season, and he didn't buy in at all. I mean, we it, it was the basically the downfall of that entire team his season here in Ames. So I, I'm if they can get everybody to buy in with the talent that they have coming back, then it, it's going to be mutually benefit, beneficial for everybody, regardless of whether or not they're out there when the, the tip goes up in the air. And, and the guy that's got to buy in the most is Cam Lard. I mean, he, he certainly has some – I mean, I talked to, talked to Prom about this, um, I don't know, one of these – in a hotel lobby or someplace recently. 
Um, it was during the it was during the Big Twelve tournament. I ran into him in the lobby. There was nobody down there, and I was working out. And he had just got done doing something early in the morning. Maybe come down, bought some Cheerios for Cass or something. I don't know. But He's anyway, probably going to go into the gym till he got intimidated when he saw you. In yeah, there. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah, I'm really intimidating. But but I, I we were talking about Cam Lard, and I asked him. I said I said, what did you do with Burton from Burton Year One? And everybody know, knows how he was. I mean, Mopey, if he didn't have a good first couple possessions, he was done for the game. Moody, Mopey, you know, whatever you want to call it. Bad, horrendously bad body language. And your number two, he bought in. He was, he's now playing. He's now getting paid to play. I said the problem, I said, do you have a before and after video uh, of Deontay that you can show Cam? I mean, he, the way, the way um, um, Deontay walked around, his, his, hung up, you know, played his first year like he was entitled, and and – then in the second year, like, okay, I've got this carrot out there. I've got to be pretty good. I said, is there something there you can show Cam? And he said, sure. I mean, it's the, it's the same process. You just have to buy in. And some guys, it clicks on between year one and year two, which it did exceedingly well for Deontay. And it's got to do that way for Cam, too, or he's – for Cam also. Or, or I, you know, I don't know what the future holds for him, but it's got to click in now. I think that's really good, Randy. Even in their pregame warm-ups – you, that's yeah. seeing. I I didn't even put that together. Cam Lard did look like Deontay Burton that first year that he was in Ames. I mean, almost disinterested in what was you happening watch him out during there. During warmups, he's up there. He's out there shooting shooting balls from between yep. the, the, the 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 between the circles. Now, Please, he's not going to do that in a game. Now, one of the things that Chris has always kind of attributed that Deontay turnaround, or at least in the last couple of weeks, as we've had that conversation about Tyler Cook and this NBA evaluation, was that. Process, oh, yeah, that that helped him out a lot. Well, and that's something that really struck me about what Cam said after the that loss to Texas to end the season. You know, he flat said he's like, "I've got to mature. I've got to get. I have to have a better maturity level to to be successful at this level of college basketball." And if he is able to do that, and if he is able to continue that evolution process as a player, then he's got. I mean, he could be a monster. Yeah. He's in a the difference Big maker. He could make Iowa State go to that next level. Oh yeah, I don't. I'm not just talking in the Big Twelve. I'm talking nationally. He's that good. He's got that much potential if he gets it gets it right between his ears. Pete, I've asked uh, Chris this Williams, or I've asked Chris Hello. Williams this question. Uh, give us a way too early expectation for next year's basketball team. What's what's fair and what's, what's high end? Fifth Fourth, in the Big Twelve. Fifth, yeah, okay. in the in the middle, I would say. NCAA tournament, okay. of course. Oh, yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, they've got to get back. Fair. Jared, was that, is that where your expectations are? Third, fourth, fifth. Yeah. Okay. That's where I'd, I'd slate them right now. Right. I would not be shocked if it ended up higher, though. No, absolutely not. No, that, I mean, it's like I said, I, I, I think that there is, if these guys can all buy in, there's not going to be much of a ceiling for what this team Now, where will the coaches pick them in the preseason? I'd probably say fourth or fifth. The coaches will pick them that high. I think Mariel Shack has a, a very, very good reputation. For, uh, yeah, or, or, I agree. But I'm just circles. knowing the coaches, though. I'm guessing they go eighth, seventh, eighth. I don't know, man. I I think that coaches uh, are idiots. I, I uh, think that they know. I think that they know uh, what Iowa State's got coming up here in these in this Shayok season. Played, you know, people people talk about about um, about we're getting into the NCAA here a bit about Virginia. How nobody scored over seventy against them this year? Well, it's not only defense; it's because they're of their offense too. Well, they're playing pretty good defense too. Yeah, <laughs> and and I saw Shayok in one game, person you know personally against Iowa State, whatever that was two years ago, three years ago, whatever it was, and and yeah, okay, he was. I don't didn't remember him a whole lot. He was pretty good. I remember. I asked for Shilla. I said, tell me about Shayok. And I asked for Shilla this 
uh, a couple hours before the, the game at OU, the last regular season game of the year, we were hanging out. And I, I, and I said to him, tell me about Shayok. And he said, he will be the best defender on Iowa State's basketball team next year without, without question. Yep. And that's what Iowa State needs, a lockdown guy. My God, when's the last time they had that? Well, that's a guy that not only can the be a, a great individual defender, I think that he can change their entire team as a as a as a whole defensively because he's coming in from a place where if you don't defend you're not getting on the court exactly and if he can push everybody else to reach the same level that he's going to be at on the defensive end of the court i mean that's that's a culture changer on on the defensive end of the floor and and when's the last time that iowa state really played consistently good defense we've talked about how good they can be offensively so much next year but if if they can become a better defensive team then they don't have to be that much better offensively to be really good when I still think that they can be a, a really, really good offensive team. And he might be, might be that leader that this team hasn't seen. Exactly. In, it didn't see certainly in however, 20, whatever Iowa State played, 30 games, whatever it was. I'm, not, I'm still saying that this is, that's Wigginton's job. That is Wigginton's job, is to be the team leader of this team. Is to it be, seems like he wants but, to be that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 he did at least towards the last couple yeah. the last couple of weeks of the season. Shayok can be that guy, too. If it's not Wigginton, it can be Shayok. Somebody's got to grab these guys by the neck and, you know, and, and, <laughs> and, and by the throat and say, we've got to get going, you know, and yeah. say, let's play. Because this stuff can't happen again. All this, right. Let's punt our football conversation to that second segment, and we'll just kind of because we're talking NCAA basketball anyway. And instead of talking about next year's NCAA tournament, let's talk about this year's. Pete kind of mentioned Virginia; uh, it's a really good team. Reed Forgrave, you just heard, has them in the uh, in the Final Four. I think maybe in the final, Reed had them. Yep. But uh, uh, Pete, you wanted to have a little bit of a different conversation, and that's Who's, kind of focus what, on the Big Twelve team. What Big Twelve team's going to go the farthest? So, well, I've, and I've got Kansas in the Final Four, obviously. I've got Kansas playing West Virginia. You have Kansas in the Final Four? Huh? You serious? You have Kansas in the Final Four? I do. I've got, I've got them playing West Virginia. Jared, in my first West Virginia, look at the bracket. West Virginia in the Final Four, I too? do. Oh, my I do. goodness. <laughs> I think it's about time that West Virginia yeah. wins these games in the NCAA tournament. I've got Texas Tech going farther because, than West Virginia. Oh, please. Because, because it's, West Virginia, it's about time this team plays like everybody thinks they're going to play in the NCAA tournament or like they can play the 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 pressing from end to end that teams don't see all the time. I'm guessing that this is the year that it, that they get it done. Um, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know why. I, I'm just, I'm just, and that's coming out of the, the Villanova thing. That's beating Wichita State. Um, it's beating, obviously, Murray. Um, beating Wichita State and beating Villanova. Yeah. Man, yeah, I mean, I, I think Villanova, I've got them in the Final Four. I'll, put, I'll just say that from, from that bracket. I have them playing Texas Tech in the Elite Eight. But the Kansas one is the one that's more surprising to me because when I saw this that region come out, the Midwest region, Duke is the team that jumps out to me. I think Duke's the most talented team in the country. And if, if they can get Grayson Allen playing well and they can get those two big guys playing well on any night or most nights, nobody's going to stop them. Yeah. How about Nobody next, will stop them. How about next weekend in Omaha? How about it? That's a, Kansas, a, Auburn, Michigan State, and Duke. J- Jared, that's the only reason why I – because I'm with you. I think Duke's a better team than Kansas. I've that got them winning the national championship. That game's in Omaha. Does that help? Sure. Does. Is, is that a huge thing for Kansas? You're... I mean, I it could be, but okay. it Duke just went into Chapel Hill a couple weeks ago and won. I mean, it's yeah. not like they've never played in a hostile environment. That's a very and, good point. Good and, the, point. and the CenturyLink Center is not going to be near 
It's not going to be Allen Fieldhouse. I, it will be a pro Kansas crowd, but it will not be Allen Fieldhouse. You House. jumped down, Pete, but that my answer would have been Kansas on this conversation. Also, that's the Man. Big Twelve team that I could see going the furthest because I Kansas which scares other, me. Which other big? Which what's your answer? Which team do you have? I well, I have Kansas and Tech both in the Elite okay. Eight. Okay, that, so that's my point. Yeah, right. I've got a couple of teams there in that Elite Eight. I could see West Virginia. Devontae Graham is playing out of his gourd right now. He's playing great, but I just I don't see how Kansas if they get up against Duke. And Yudoka Azubuke, at this point, we, they say he could I, they play. They say he's, yeah. But we don't know that for sure. If he's not there playing, who's going to guard Wendell yeah. Carter? Who's going to guard Marvin See, Bagley? Just for assuming Duke? Duke gets past TCU <laughs> or Rhode Island. I love that was a heavy Iron. Oh, Oklahoma, Rhode <laughs> Island. How's that? How bad's that going to go? Uh, yeah, Rhode Island. Rhode Island almost beat Oregon last That's what year. I'm Oregon saying. went to the Final Four. The only reason Oklahoma got in is because of Trey Young. You got to have the the the, the, the selection committee. The TV's calling that shot. They've got to have the best the best player in the country, or at least one of the best players See, in the country what, in the tournament. That's the only reason they got in over Oklahoma Randy, State. Randy, what do you think about uh, Jared's pick of Tech over? I'm assuming you have them beating Purdue. Yeah, okay. I haven't been high on Tech all year. Okay, and I don't and know I, why. I just haven't bought in. I think that if Tech, if Keenan Evans doesn't get hurt, I think Tech wins the league. That's that's why yeah. I I think that they the way that they can defend and the and Keenan Evans when he's playing at a high level I mean they're they are one of the right. best teams in the country. It just takes me a while to buy in um, when Kansas has been such a traditional traditional power in the league. It just takes me a while, but, but I'll get there. They've also been a traditional choker in the NCAA. They tournament. have. I, I I give you that too. I it wouldn't shock me at all if, if MSU came out, Michigan State came out of that. That, that's that that's one of, there's another one, and, and then is next is the next time Michigan. This is off our our deal, but is the next time Michigan State's next loss is that Izzo's last game? Ooh. Is that a rumor? I had no, no, but I mean, I could I see, see, I could completely see. Oh, I guess that's no, fair. no. I, let me make that clear. It's not a rumor, but but I can see these I guys. I can fair, see Pete. Bill Self. I can see Coach K, Roy, Izzo saying the heck with this. College basketball's, you know, they don't like where college basketball is going right now. They don't need the money. They can get out. They can go to the pros. They can do something. It's pretty crazy to think about the fact that five years from now, depending on how all this stuff with college basketball goes, I mean, it could be. It's very realistic that Coach K, Roy Williams, Cal Perry, Izzo, uh, Izzo Self, Sean, or Sean Miller, all these guys are out of college basketball. Right. And I mean, it, that's very For one realistic. reason or another, and I'm giving everybody the benefit, except Sean Miller, the benefit of the doubt here. I think here, it'll be mostly that, for one reason. Is that they're yeah. getting out because, <laughs> they, because of the, it's just, it's, it's gone to such a crazy, crazy length right now. It's, 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 it's ridiculous. I can definitely see that this year, next year. That's why I'm saying TJ might just hold on this year and wait to see what opens up. Yeah, I think that that's fair. What and, do you think about TJ's chances against uh, Ohio State? I'm picking them in print. It might be online right now. Okay. All right. I think the dominator. I think you know it's a pretty popular pick. That that's a yeah, I know. And there's always a twelve, 12 that wins. That's right. There's always a twelve that wins. Yep. All right. When we get back, we'll uh, focus to football. Spring football coming up. There's a few position battles. Pete thinks you might be interested in, but most importantly, uh, some staff changes, and we'll talk about what the uh, sideline will look like for the Cyclones next year as we roll along with Cyclone Insider with Randy Peterson and Jared Stansberry here on fourteen sixty KXNO. It's Cyclone Insider from the Des Moines Register and 1460 KXNO. Wrapping up Cyclone Insider here on 1460 KXNO. Randy Peterson, Jared Stansberry hanging out in studio with us. We have wrapped up our basketball conversation, and now it's time to move to football. Spring football coming up. Chad Lysico reminded me of that this morning. Uh, Pete, you guys are um, going to be 
dealing with some new faces, different faces with this coaching staff this year. What's the right way to say that? Different faces, uh, new face, same faces, same faces different, positions? different positions. There we go. Different roles. I mean, okay, Nate Shiaus, that's a new one, the running backs coach. But everybody else has essentially been there. They're just kind of reshuffled the deck here. I mean, Jeff Myers is intriguing to me, young kid. Offensive line coach taking over for Manning. That that intrigues me. That's obviously where this gets started. Tom Manning gets a, a job as as a tight end tight ends coach with the, the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, so a good for him, and good for him. Yeah. But uh, I don't see a whole lot of a lot of a big deal here with the with the changes. I mean, they've been there already. Um, people are making a big deal of the fact that Iowa State does not have a offensive coordinator per se. Well, watch watch. Um, Matt Campbell on the sidelines sometime. He's got that 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 cardboard thing, piece of paper hanging from his hanging from his belt. I guarantee you, there's no defensive plays written on that thing. <laughs> so he's he's still going to be calling the offense. I don't. Yeah. That that's just that's just my impression. Nothing's yeah. changing. Sure, that's kind of the sound of coming from Ames, right? That Matt Campbell mm-hmm. will share this duty. It's kind of been, uh, what's the right word for this anyway, Pete? I'm bad with words. It's kind of been a shell position anyway, yeah. right, the way he described it. I yeah, mean, he called it cliche. There yeah. you go. That's the best, better word yeah. for it. Yeah. I think that it's basically going to be OC by committee. Yeah. You know, right. I mean, Matt Campbell, I don't know that he will blatantly call the plays. He will have, obviously, a lot of input on it. But I think that I think that Brian Gasser, I think Alex Golish, yeah. and probably Nate Shieldhouse and Joel Gordon, it's all going to be a group effort of them doing what they are seeing be the right thing. Yeah. You know, and Jeff Myers, it I the one thing I do like about him being the new off, or the new offensive line coach and not having that offensive coordinator role is that he can be on the sidelines with his offensive line. I've always felt that an offensive line coach should be on the sidelines. That's one of those positions where it, to me it feels like the most discussion is required, and I think that it's probably best to have your head offensive line coach right there to have that talk with with guys coming sense. off the yeah, field. Like that, and so I would not be at all surprised to see. I don't know if it'll be Golish. I don't know if it'll be Gasser. I would guess one of them will move to the booth. I think Gasser maybe was already in the booth. Uh, I think uh, maybe Hoffer. Well, Hoffer is not. A, he was he in the booth before? No, he was down. But he can't be in the booth now, can he? As an analyst, maybe. I don't know how that works. I yeah. guess. but uh, maybe he can be in the booth. I don't know. That's that that is past. Uh, my knowledge of the coaching rules, I guess. <laughs> but uh, I would not be surprised to see one of those guys move up to the booth and then replace what Tam- Tom Manning was doing up there before. And then it basically is just the status quo with yeah. you know some different voices sitting in different places than they were previously. Okay. Yeah, and I, somebody's going to be calling the plays. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, I mean, well, obviously, going to have yeah. Jacob Park won't be there to do it. No, yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. Okay, now we're getting. Let's you know. <laughs> let's just move right into the position battles well, for spring I'm, football. I'm just, he said he wanted to call the offense last year when we talked to him in in fall practice. I'm dead and, serious. And it's, hey. a, and it's a fair point and a fact that he. Yeah, it's there. a fair point <laughs> if you've been there three years and you're going into your fourth year, maybe. Yeah. No, I mean, it's a but, fair point that he won't be there this year. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's very fair. All right, maybe that's more a little blow. Fair. I apologize I if, like if was, Jacob's listening. I felt like it was more, more than fair. And yeah, it's probably not. What, what, position battles. I, you know, people are saying, oh, man, the quarterback, you know, quarterback conundrum. Quarterback well, that's where I was going to start is saying, well, all right, so you got Zeb Nolan they've and got, Kyle they don't Kemp. Have, they, don't, they didn't go to all the – all the paperwork and everything to get Kyle Kemp back just for have him sit on the or stand on the sidelines and flash signals to Zeb. Maybe he'll be the offensive coordinator. Is that what he you're implying? That could be. That, yeah. Randy Peterson trying to break some news <laughs> for us. Be. He's going to be the starting quarterback, and if they're two and two after the first four games, which is a very tough first four games because Oklahoma's in Oklahoma and Iowa are in there. 
um, you know, then they could then they could be an open quarterback job. But for now, I don't, there's no deal. But I'm, I'm more interested in the defensive line. Okay. See what's going to shake out there, and maybe who's going to be the third team running back. But the defensive line, I mean, with with Lima, Tongamoa, any, I mean, those guys. You know, who's going to, um, um, you know, what are they going to find there? Carson Lensing, um, Jamal Johnson. He's got a ton of guys to look at. Um, I'm interested to see how that shakes out. That's the good thing about that defensive line spot is it's not like there's one position battle to be the starter in the past. It's like, who's going to be the starter there? Yeah. They only have two guys, so it's got to be one of them. And now it's like, oh, well, we could just like mix and match all, you know, our four defensive tackles that we have that have all played at the division one level already or our, uh, five or six defensive ends that we think can be really good. And it, they have more flexibility in that position than they've ever had since I've been covering this team. It's not going to be a situation where true freshman or retro freshman Robbie Garcia is starting at <laughs> nose guard for Iowa State against you and I. Like, it's not, that's not going to be what's happening. You know, you're going to. Paul Bailey and Ray Lima will be the only starter, the only starters that we know, right? That we, right now, they're the. They're Jaquan and, you said Jaquan. Jaquan and, and Ray Lima. Yeah. They're, yeah, the, they're yeah, the, the, the cinch so. starters. Write them in. Talk is not. Huh? I I just think we did, didn't didn't see Tongo, enough of it. Tongamo is not a, a cinch starter. No. Okay. Okay. We should see enough of it. It's be interesting to see where he fits in. Okay. The the fact that or like the idea of him and Ray Lima right next to each other. The yeah. one really the only time we ever saw Tongamoa was in that Iowa game early on in the season, yeah, and we right. really and very barely, rarely that's, saw. That's, yeah, right, right. But there was one play where he th- got off the ball, probably the first guy off the ball. Blew the the guard into the backfield two or three yards and forced. I think uh, ended up being a, a loss uh, where the linebacker ran right through that hole and, and dropped the, the running back for a loss. And it was just like, holy cow! Like the brute force that he can bring, uh, getting into the backfield where Ray Lima is the the stopper, the guy who's just going to hold his position and is going to be really freaking good at doing that. Yeah. Tongamo was like the the guy right next to him that blows into the backfield and sacks the quarterback. Yeah, you know, like he's uh, he's the I don't know uh, how Vince Wilfork. Like he's that guy. Whereas whoever sat next to him was the guy who just like held position. So Vince Wilfork <laughs> could go do Vince Wilfork. Don't forget things. Matt Leo. Yeah, and Matt Leo. He's going to be thrown right. in there too. Yeah. So I mean, this is I'm, I'm very interested to see what's going on here. I, it doesn't concern me who's replacing um, Joel Lanning or, or you know. Jake Hummel will be. Yeah, I, I yeah. Think we'll, McEnroe we'll Alexander yeah. or Everett Edwards. The production of Alan of Lazard, who picks up that. Uh, I mean, you've got a deep receiving core there, so I think Jam- you can spread that along. Hakeem. Hakeem takes up yeah, the I majority mean, it, of that. It's going to be different guys, but but Hakeem's going to be – he's going to be great. I mean, I, I really think so. I think he's – I think Matt Eaton could be pretty dang good next year too. Yeah. I mean, well, but, okay, yeah. okay, let's talk about that one for a minute. Coming out of the slot? Uh, I think it's either going to be – well, yeah. obviously, Deshante Jones will will go back into that role. The guy who well, is the all time leader in touchdowns by a freshman at Iowa State. What, what are you going to do with Kane? Kane? I yeah. mean, I I keep <laughs> saying Kane does not have a position at this exactly. point. Exactly, he plays Bingo. everywhere. Yeah, and I and the idea of having Kane Nuangwu, uh, David Montgomery. Johnny Lang, yeah. to sh- like put those four guys in a diamond position, put Deshante yeah. Jones at quarterback, and say, all right, which one of these guys is going to run with the football? Exactly. Every single one of them can could go and fly. seventy yards at any time, you know. So like that's what that's what I'm saying that is 
there's just so many pieces for them to work with here that it's just got me it's got me excited. Randy, my, heart's, my heart's beating. Randy, and it's fun to do that for football, isn't it? Yeah. Randy, you've got about two minutes here. You said that the, you thought one of the most interesting things was, would be that third running back position. Yeah. What's your what's your gut on that? My gut is um, Crony to start. Okay. I'm Crony at the beginning of the yeah. season, but Johnny Lang's got to play. Okay. I mean, they're going to lose that's him. Fair. If Johnny Lang doesn't play, they're going to lose yeah, him. That's, that's fair. Yeah. Sheldon Crony did enough, I he think, did, to, to prove that he deserves he some kind of role next year. Yeah. And then you've got Talk about Mike a guy Warren. with a crazy story. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mike, and what do you do with Mike Warren? 1,339 yards in the first year. Got the, the face of the earth. You've got one minute left. Who? Give me a name that you will be looking at on, on spring day. On spring day? On, at the spring game. Who? Will, who Johnny will, Lang. Okay. That's the name again? I, I will All be right. watching Johnny Lang. Yeah, Jared, do you have somebody that you're uh, you're intrigued with here? I think it's Tonga Moa. Okay. We haven't seen him enough Good on the point. field. I want to see him out there on the field, and and Matt Leo. That's another one that I think mm-hmm. I want to see those two guys out there on the field, uh, mixing it up a little bit. All right, Randy, thanks a lot, man. Thanks for uh, holding my hand for this. I appreciate it. <laughs> you made it painless as you always do. Randy Peterson is one of my buddies from the Des Moines Register. Jared, fantastic job today, dude. Thank you. Thank you, you. Brought the thunder. I loved it. <laughs> Jared's going to be our regular fill-in because you know Chris. You never can count on the guy. He's just. He'll get scarlet fever at some point in the next six months. It's 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 almost a whenever he calls or something sick, like that. I just yeah. assume you know he took a blanket from somebody he wasn't supposed to or something like that. He doesn't too much even, of that. He doesn't WWE even or whatever. He, yeah, he, he doesn't told, even understand that reference, Pete. When I talk about taking blankets from strangers when he's got scarlet fever. <laughs> uh, thanks a lot, guys. Tomorrow morning they'll be back at it. Hopefully Travis will be here. I don't have to wake up at five a.m. Morning rush will start at six a.m. right here on fourteen sixty KXNO.